0: Everybody's got to start somewhere, so today we present the Devil Times Five Tasteful Guide to Harmless Horror Films for Kids. Yes, it's true, for one month only, the Devil Times Five Horror Podcast has gone family-friendly because you don't have to have pubes to get into horror movies. In fact, Jeepers Creepers director Victor Salva would prefer it if you didn't.
1: Oh no, no, no. no. (laughs) Uh, This is episode
0: 76. I'm Cliff and I'm joined by three hardened horror heads. Emily, Luke and Bryony. Oh. But joining us this month is a guest devil who says that the genre is far too terrifying for her. And that comes from someone who's become famous for vox popping gun nuts and Donald Trump's most hardcore supporters. <laughs> joining us live from New York is comedian, actor and podcaster Amy Hoggart. Hello, Amy. Hi, everyone. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm really well, thanks.
0: It's been 11 years since we last saw each other. And 11? 11 years, yeah.
2: Wow. Now I'm imagining you with a calendar, like, ticking all the <laughs> <laughs> days of months and years off.
0: Anyway, your career's, like, gone off in that time. It's been amazing. You've moved to America oh. and, and um, been on telly and everything.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's up and down, but that's not what the podcast is about today, right? (laughs) We're not here (laughs) to interview you you about your comedy
0: career, but but no, I've loved what I've seen on YouTube of your stuff and, of course, uh, Almost Royal, the E4 series with Ed Gamble. That was brilliant.
2: Oh, thanks, Cliff. That's all right.
0: Um, (laughs) But the reason you're here, the reason you are here is because Mm -hmm. I saw your tweet that you wanted to do more (laughs) guest spots on podcasts, so I got in touch and invited you on, but you are not a horror fan. Nope. So that's why we thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about the films at the tamer, lighter end of the genre. And we're looking forward to finding out if you're able to handle it, or if anything really put the shits up you. But before we start banging on about our oldest experiences with horror, let's talk about our most recent, with our highs and lows of viewing over the last few weeks. Brian, you haven't gone first for a Hi,
3: while. I'm going to pick a high, which you've seen, and I don't know if it's going to be a high or not for you. But I watched a uh, Deep House Mm. On, on netflix and it was um well amazing but it was a good good premise um something different um underwater haunted house that's an idea yeah it is an idea it's <laughs> an idea i thought they pulled it off really well <laughs> they did pull it off it was pulled off um
0: oh you don't want to pull yourself off underwater that makes a no, sense mm-hmm.
3: nice.
1: well
0: i
3: just got all I can't <laughs> see where
0: you're going
3: i mean you yeah. couldn't see a lot of what was going on because of not of the come of the bubbles in this film <laughs> um, but I don't know, I think I was expecting something a bit more extreme Because it was the same same people did Inside, is that right? Oh, was it um, them?
4: I didn't realise it was them
3: It's worth a watch I mean, I, I basically went on a bit of a Netflix binge You know when you just want sort of comfy middle-of-the-road horror And I finally watched Insidious So that's going to be low actually Because mm-hmm. um, they're doing a new Insidious film, aren't they? And Are they? so I was like, oh, I should see the first one and then I realised that I've already seen it and I just didn't enjoy it. It was <laughs> no. one of those ones where I was like, hang about, I've seen this. I've seen this astral projection bullshit before. Fuck. <laughs> um, it was fine for, you know, I'm feeling ill and I don't want to think and I just want to sit in my pants and watch crap. And I watched it and it was crap. And I'm not surprised.
0: Underwater pulling off your high, astral projection crap, yellow. Yeah. Um, I agree entirely. Um, the, the, the Deep House was almost my high. So I decided to go for something else Luke
4: uh, my high is uh, Evil Dead Rise I, I'm still sort of in the middle with it like I I really enjoyed the remake and the remake filled me with excitement when I was watching it and I didn't feel that with this but I still enjoyed it but it wasn't the most exciting Evil Dead film but I still had fun seeing it there's still a lot of fun moments to it and it's ridiculous the finale um, but I think it could have done a lot more still but it's it's, it's still a fun fun horror
0: it's alright. Did you not think and I and right, to be honest, I haven't seen any other reviews mention this, so maybe it was just the cinema that I was at. Did it not look like absolute cock? I, just like just the whole thing is just dark grey.
4: Um no, not what I think it's I know it's meant to look like, but I, I think I think it worked. I thought it was enough light. I know it's still candle lit a lot of the film. Candle lit and fairy lights, but I think it worked.
0: Mm, I thought it looked horrible. It really <laughs> took me out of it a lot. Yellow?
4: Uh, my load is a film called Stoker Hills, which I sometimes just go through Amazon Prime and find things. It's about people that are in uni. They want to make a horror film, but while they start making the horror film, they get kidnapped. Um, but then the kidnapping is actually the film that they're making as well. It wants to be Saw, and it's an absolute mess. I won't say the ending, but the ending had me rolled in my eyes.
0: I've never heard of this. Yeah. Stoker Hills sounds like they're trying to sell it on the basis of Park Jam Works Stoker, which doesn't sound like it's going to Yeah, no, to do it's with nothing,
4: it. nothing like that.
0: Okay. Are so they trying to sell it off uh, Bram Stoker? Stoke on Trent, Stoke
5: City FC. <laughs> Emily? Uh, I've got two highs, and unusually for me, they're both fairly recent releases. First off, um, I'm copying Luke, really, but I, I really liked Evil Dead Rise. Um, I haven't seen the Evil Dead remake from about 10 years ago or whenever it was because I love the original three Evil Dead films and I'd been burned by watching the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Um, but I kind of feel like I have to see that one now.
0: Yeah, it's not really a remake. It's just another Evil Dead film. A reimagining.
4: It's classed as a sequel because Ash's car is still outside the house.
0: Uh-huh. Is so it a it...
4: requel? to use
5: that horrible yeah, term? Yeah, sort that, of that, uh... yeah. But
0: it's, it's very different.
5: Oh, cool. I'll have to check that out. But Evil Dead Rise, yeah, I was surprised by um, how much I enjoyed that. It's not an incredible, like five-star movie, but it's a good kind of popcorn horror film. Um, I thought it looked quite nice, so may have just been your cinema. Or maybe I was in the mood for watching something dark and dingy. Who knows?
0: Did you hear that, Dukes of Comedia in Brighton? <laughs> <laughs> your projector's fucked, possibly.
5: <laughs> and then um, my other high, which is absolutely no surprise to anyone given stuff that I previously liked, is Infinity Pool. Mm. Um I I liked Brandon Cronenberg's other films but I really really like this one. I thought this was like a proper trip into kind of <laughs> mad stuff yeah. and yeah, that scene, it, it it's only kind of like Mia Goff that could really do that particular oh, scene. and it not, So good. She's incredible. And I, I love the fact that not only is she taunting him on the roof of the car, she's got a bucket of fried chicken next to her, which is not explained.
3: <laughs> That's my new sexuality is Mia Goff on a car taunting me with a bucket of chicken.
5: Yeah, fair enough, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great film, proper wonderful watchable nightmare but it, i think i was kind of a little bit apprehensive because i thought it was going to go down the sort of nihilistic route and much as it is grim i didn't feel that it had that there was just something to do with how i think because it was very slightly psychedelic and you know also there's the the dark comedy stuff that really worked in it yeah. it had a, a good element of what the fuckery involved and um yeah just just really really liked it i can't wait to see it again
0: yeah but, same yeah. it's awesome right amy well apart from the stuff <laughs> we've made you watch this month what horror films or whatever have you seen recently? What are your highs and lows?
2: Well, I mean, I've not watched any horror at all. I really cannot stress that enough. <laughs> right,
0: on the basis that everything is horror.
2: Okay. I can tell you why I've been watching, but it is really lame. And I just realized when I was listening to you guys talk that I think I've worked out my role in this episode is to make everyone else look really good and I'm like, you're just welcome. <laughs> no, that's my role usually. God damn it. Okay, I'm taking it from you just to this episode, giving you a break. A
0: new hierarchy.
2: Um but I the main thing I've been watching lately is so, <laughs> so lame and it's also high low and one. Um I'm like a political uh buff or junkie or something. And then in the November midterms when everyone thought it was a end of democracy in America me and my boyfriend started watching the West Wing again from the beginning and I realized it's really quite a bad show I thought it was supposed (laughs) to be good it's actually really bad (laughs) so I've been watching it like we're nearly at the end seven seasons and at the same time I listened to a podcast written by tv writers who are really like hard left and just trashing it so I that's what I've been listening to and watching since November completely consistently
0: I'm, I'm ready to lap up the slagging off of the West Wing. <laughs> a program that I've never seen and never wanted to see.
2: <laughs> it's wild in 2023. It's like, how do they get away with this? Um, but anyway, so it is like, I watch it and I love it and I hate it at the same time. And then listen to the podcast, and, which I love and hate. And it's just an extreme amount of viewing. And it is a little bit horrifying.
0: So is the podcast that made you realize that West Wing is shit? or
2: No, I was watching it and I was like, this is kind of conservative. And oh, like, huh, the female, like, there's a lot wrong. And then I was talking to a friend who's a lefty and was like, you need to listen to this podcast. Um, it's just a bit geeky because I'm a TV writer as well. So I'm like listening to them. But they're also like two dudes man explaining how misogynistic the show is. So it's just like a lot.
0: I think that counts as a horrific experience. It's like, thank
2: like, <laughs> like
1: when, you. Like when
0: Bryony and I went to the sore escape room, just a bit of dose of reality, you know. Oh, wow. Or in your own life, in your own experience. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, My Low is a Hong Kong film from 1999 that almost no one will have heard of called The Deadly Camp, which is uh, very at the tail end of Hong Kong, Cat 3 horror being any good. This one is not good, it's about serial killer, but it really leans in on like sort of sexual comedy and falls flat completely. Like, you know Anthony Wong, who's the star of Ebola Syndrome, An Untold Story, and everyone loves him playing a maniac in those. In this he plays a condom salesman (laughs) for no reason apart from they seem to find condoms funny in this (laughs) film I don't know there's a load of shit Vinegar Syndrome put it out as part of a three film box set of obscure Hong Kong films the other two are better Deadly Campus, load of shit, and my high is a new-ish French film called After Blue, Dirty Paradise, which is set on a different planet in the future when Earthlings, humans, have had to move to a different planet, and all the men—it's <laughs> revealed quite early that all the men died out really soon because um, the atmosphere of this planet makes you grow hair like where you don't normally grow hair, and all the men uh, grew hair inside themselves, and it made them die. <laughs>
2: that sounds like a utopia, not a horror <laughs> film.
0: <laughs> so it's all very uh it's, it's like it's basically sapphic lesbian uh planet and it's basically a revenge western just really psychedelic and oh you know those films that we watch occasionally like hobo with a shotgun and father's day and things like that those all very glowy and 80s and well wannabe 80s vhs style and all that and they're awful because they're, they try to be funny and they're very like smug about it this is this is not a funny film this is very serious and it just works it's brilliant um, it looks great and all the effects and all the sets and everything are all there in camera they didn't use any digital technology at all to make it it's awesome uh,
5: why didn't the women grow the hair inside their bodies as well they
0: grow them on the outsides of their bodies Ooh, right. so the main character is a hairdresser well, a barber ah. how is this serious well it is, it is, it's mad it's serious but it's mad what's it called again After Blue Dirty Paradise
5: Wow, okay The title is
0: a little bit porny Mm. It sounds better in French After Blue Paradisal. It still sounds porny Um. (laughs) Oh, it does say it actually sounds more porny in French (laughs) It sounds good though Right, there were our highs and lows Now let's uh, regress
1: No, no, no
0: Uh, we asked you, our listeners, to tell us the movies that got you into horror. And our first feature this month is one of your picks. Nicholas Roeg's 1990 release, The Witches.
1: From the incredible imagination of Jim Henson and director Nicholas Roeg comes a fascinating new fantasy adventure. The Witches. For when a little boy accidentally stumbles into their secret world, he finds they've got a lot more power than he ever imagined. Luke! They turned me into a mouse. Oh, my... It was the Grand High Witch.
2: Join Luke on his remarkable journey. Bye. Now, the witches are on his tail. Whoa. And he must scurry around their evil plots. Oh.
1: Squeak past every danger. Ow. Finally setting the trap Whoa. Whoa. that will save the
0: world from... The witches. So, Luke, I was very sorry to hear this has happened to you. <laughs> Must have been very traumatic. It's funny because he's got the same name as mm. the character in the film.
3: <laughs> That's the
0: joke. Sorry, joke. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, an orphan boy called Luke and his superstitious grandmother take a holiday together, but find that the hotel is hosting a convention of witches who want to turn all of the world's children into mice amy well let's start with you what did you think of the witches had you seen it before by any chance
2: yeah i saw it as a child i was a bit nervous about it because like when i told other people i was watching the witches they were like oh my god that's such a scary film but no one had seen it as an adult and it isn't scary it's just women without hair which (laughs) maybe was like a big deal at the time But that really is the thing that everyone remembers: is that there were loads of bald women, and that is not in itself scary, right?
3: Well, half of the bald women in that conference room were just crew members who were bald, so just bald men, and it's really? great. Yeah, yeah. And rewatching it, you just wow. see all these blokes, but they're really going for it. One
5: of them was Michael Palin. Really? <gasps> yeah. Really.
2: I wish I'd known this before.
3: But yeah, it's just it's just loads of bald men, which is my favourite part of the film,
2: and that's why we were scared as kids, mm. I guess. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. With every one of these films, I was so worried I was going to get really scared, and then I wasn't scared, and then I had a nice time. And it's just just a fun film. Um, very silly. I thought the acting was great, apart from the child, but that's always the case, isn't
0: it? <laughs> In particular, child. The Luke one or the Bruno one?
2: Luke. She says, Grandma! Child actors are very rarely good. They're, ch- they're kids, right? Like It's always the adults who carry it. I think.
0: A lot of the time, yeah. I mean, I did watch a film yesterday that the child performances were absolutely fucking incredible. Oh, um, really? But it was yeah, a Belgian film called Playground, which isn't anything to do with horror at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, the thing about the um, the so many of the witches being played by men, I wondered like, it, did they just think it was too impolite for to our casting call saying ugly women wanted? So they just got a bunch of blokes instead.
2: Well, but they're not was maybe, ugly. No. They just don't have any hair. Yeah,
0: maybe
3: bald caps are expensive.
2: Yeah, hair and makeup would have taken so long. It doesn't look like a high-budget film, does was, was it really? I don't know. They but...
0: all went all the puppets. Yeah. Oh, they're good, actually. The mouse puppets, I thought, were brilliant. Mm.
2: I'd totally forgotten that whole bit at the beginning in Scandinavia. and There's just a lot that's quite weird about it.
0: Yeah. I'm not surprised you forgot that bit, because it, it does take a long time setting everything up before it yeah. gets to the juicy stuff.
2: Yeah, it does, yeah.
0: We don't really need to know all the mechanics of where they were at any given time, how this happened, how that happened. Gets to the hotel where all the fun stuff happens. Really,
2: yeah. Separately from the horror thing, do the snake phobia, and there are a lot. All these films have snakes in. That's my other note. Um, so that bit I had to like, look away from. But that was the only bit that scared me, and it's not scary.
0: So, did you find it scary when you were a kid and you saw it? Yeah. Obviously, this this particular episode of our podcast, we're uh, looking at films that people saw when they were kids, and it got them into horror. Obviously, that didn't happen with you.
2: No, you like you're <laughs> no, watching I anything say. like that again? Yeah, I mean, I have seen horror films as an adult, and just every time I had a terrible, a terrible experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the dream really to have a terrible experience every time you watch a horror film, <laughs> like in that sense. Right. Not not in the oh man, this is another another really shit one. Um, in the sense of like fuck, I'm scared. It's so so rare.
2: But I do watch shit ones. And, like, get scared as well. Like, it's not necessarily a mark of the quality of the film. Like, I'm sure a director would think, oh, you know, we got her really good. Like, it must be great. But actually, it's just me. I once had a week of nightmares because a friend detailed the plot of Scream to me, which is, A, <laughs> not proper horror, really. And I didn't watch it. She just told me what happened. And I didn't sleep <laughs> for a week. So I'm not good... <laughs>
5: <Cool>. <laughs> when i was seven my uncle told me the entire plot of the texas chainsaw massacre
2: <laughs> why did he do that uh i,
5: I think because i asked
2: because <laughs> my, my dad told me the plot of psycho once and then i stopped showering oh no <laughs> yeah like the woman in it she doesn't shower who's the actress in it janet Leigh. yeah she didn't shower again apparently. <laughs> she just took baths but like she has a really good reason for it and i <laughs> Don't. I do shower now if you were wondering. <laughs>
1: Good. I'm
2: very cautious. <laughs> I
0: worried about Jamie Lee Curtis's mum. <laughs> Stinky Janet Lee. <Leigh.
2: laughs>
0: <laughs> no wonder Hitchcock was horrible to the women in his films. Yeah. They really deserved it. So this is the first time I'd seen The Witches. Um, I thought it was really good. I really like it. When I
5: saw it as a kid, um, I was really, really familiar with the book. And um, I remember being yes. quite put out that they changed the ending. Yes.
2: Oh, what's the ending in the book?
0: It doesn't get turned back into a boy.
2: He stays a mouse, yeah. Ah. Oh. It is quite
5: unpleasant, I guess. It's basically what happens in the film minus the last two minutes where he says, how long do mice live, Grandma? Right, and how old are you? So, the idea is for the rest of their natural lives, oh. they're going to go and hunt witches. In the book, he just accepts that he's a mouse now.
2: That's a much more Roald Dahl ending, isn't
5: it?
3: Roald Dahl doesn't like children.
5: No, Roald Dahl doesn't like women either, or, Jews. or Jewish people. No. Or, yeah, or indeed anyone. <laughs> in fact, um, on that,
0: I did, I did wonder if the whole wig thing, because I recently watched two films set in Jewish Orthodox communities mm-hmm. Disobedience, oh, God. Yeah, romance with <laughs> Rachel Vice, and attachment that. New horror film. So I didn't really know until watching those that Jewish women in that Orthodox community wear wigs when they are in public. Yeah, the
5: married women do. Yeah, it's because it, it's it's a oh, respectful women, yes, thing. Course, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So it might just be anti Semitism. Yeah.
0: So I, I was right. watching all these women in wigs in The Witches thinking, is this another Rolstahl anti Semitism?
2: <laughs>
5: well, you, you do wonder, especially as the accent that the Grand High Witch has, the sort of vaguely Hungarian, um, yeah. sort of Polish accent, shes um, which Angelica Houston does a bit of in the film, that's written like that in the book. I loved Roald Doll stuff as a kid, but he wasn't absolute end.
2: It's funny because there's all this drama about changing the language in the books a bit. But what we've realised is you'd have to change sort of everything. Yeah, well, also, they've
5: always changed the language in the books. One of his books, they had to change the language in the 60s because it was too
0: racist.
2: Really? Yeah. They loved racism in the 60s.
0: But this isn't even new, like, because I was um, reading about Oliver Twist and obviously Fagin in Oliver Twist, when it was first published, like this hideous Jewish stereotype caricature. Mm-hmm. And then one of Dickens's Jewish friends went up to him and said, "You realise this is fucking horrible, right? It's <laughs> offensive." And so Dickens rewrote it, took wow. out loads of references to Fagin being Jewish, and then that was the like the second edition. And then for the the third edition, he took out all the remaining references to Fagin being Jewish. So he rewrote it himself. Dickens was woke as fuck, basically. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) If I wrote something and then decades down the line someone was like, this is now offensive, do you want us to whip it out? I'd be like, yeah, thank you, actually. Well, you're not
3: JK Rowling. mm -hmm. That is a
2: good point and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it just (laughs) seems like a chill solution and (laughs) everyone's like, (laughs) we can still enjoy
3: the book. It's like the concept of kill your darlings for some people, but it's kill your racism. They're like, Mm -hmm. no, no,
2: No, double
0: down. It's art. Yeah, it's way up. so Luke, fan of this racist film or not?
4: <laughs> I like Jim Henson, so uh, I like seeing the uh, the puppets. The, the puppets
5: s- are great, but one thing I will say briefly: the Grand High Witch one, when she turns into a mouse at the end, it does look like something from Meet the Feebles.
4: No, I love it.
0: <laughs> nothing wrong with Meet the Feebles.
5: No, I, I I love Meet the Feebles, despite myself. But it's it's it, it's a little bit jarring in comparison to the others. It's a little bit too cartoony. No. Nah.
4: If you do look at a lot of Jim Henson's old stuff, there is some really weird puppets that he used to make. Yeah. Like the Muppets and Sesame Street had some of the weirdest stuff. That
0: yeah, there's some very non-specific very monsters. i glad someone's saying it, that the Muppets look weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> some of them are so furry, don't you guys find?
0: And their eyes are just like, they're right up above their heads. I don't understand the biology of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Carry> on, <no. laughs> Just that, yeah. See, now um, my,
0: I'm
5: immediately thinking of the two headed monster from Sesame Street and how it goes about its day when it's not <laughs> demonstrating opposites or whatever it's doing. Probably with a lot of difficulty.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um I, I was only going to talk about the pill in skin bit. When I was watching this as an adult, it's still. I don't know why. I know it's not like scary or anything but I still find it like a little bit weird when she peels off her skin
0: yeah it's grotesque isn't it and, and the bit where Bruno gets transformed into a mouse was actually quite grotesque it properly leans into the kind of
5: Grimm's Fairy Tales grotesquery as well so I think mm. it's kind of horrifying to watch it as a kid but it's kind of
3: compelling as well the film as a whole it doesn't talk down for something that's like advertised as no. a kids adventure mm-hmm. film
1: oh.
3: um, it, it it's on your level as a child yeah. Um, and now on my level as a 34-year-old adult.
0: Cool. Well, The Witches was suggested by our extremely dedicated listener, Hoi <laughs> And we, that is my fellow devils and I, have each picked one of our own gateway horror movies to discuss. Uh, we'll start with Bryony. And because she's very, very, very old, she got into the genre thanks to a film she watched in 1958, <laughs> The Blob. <laughs> Um, Obviously you didn't actually watch it in 1958 Uh, This must be your dad Alan's doing again It is
3: Alan was born in 1954 So he would have been probably about six when he saw this By the time it came to Aberdeen He's super into sci-fi and and stuff like that So a lot of my film taste is from my dad So like the first few films he would take me to the cinema Was like Starship Troopers Star Trek First Contact, um, a lot of sci-fi and a lot of schlock. So I was going to choose them, but we've already done them. And I wouldn't let you do Star Trek anyway. No, no, you wouldn't <laughs> let me do First Contact. Picard, season three, fucking brilliant, by the way. Um, but we're not a Star Trek podcast. We're a horror punk me, me, me. So <laughs> <laughs> they just tied up loads of loose ends from uh, First Contact. Anyway. <laughs> second film that I remember watching is The Blob, which is schlocky very driving Rewatching it now as an adult i was like oh god why are they all so old these <laughs> teenagers why this is this a 40 year
5: old man steve
0: mcqueen was 28 and i reckon he looks 30 he looks
5: so haggard everyone's like hey you damn kids and it's like he looks like he should be picking his kids up from nursery what the hell are you talking especially
3: about especially when he's calling jane like jane you go i'm like oh pedefile Peter, pedefile groomer 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 <laughs> what are you driving stop it
0: um, it's what he's wearing—those awful trousers and yeah. like his shirt tucked in. No eighteen-year-olds ever dressed like that. Surely,
3: No you wouldn't see a roadman wearing a polo shirt. You um, yeah, very early memory. Every time I had a jam sandwich, you would be like, "Oh, it's the blob," because a lot of the effects <laughs> is just jam. Yeah. While I was, I like, was a nice sort of nostalgia bomb rewatching it. But um, I'm amazed it held my attention for as long as it did as like a, a six, seven-year-old girl, because it's it takes a while to to do anything. And then it ends abruptly as it starts.
0: <laughs> I actually liked it. I liked all the, just the dialogue scenes because it's, it's about teenagers not being believed, isn't it? Mm. Basically. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it's the classic. Yeah. Which is, is the classic heavy. thing,
0: but I think it does it really well. And I think a lot of those fifties sci-fi horrors are quite staid and stiff. And I didn't think this was really, mm. despite Steve McQueen's old man walk. <laughs> and, <laughs> and despite, despite his girlfriend going out for a night, monster hunting in a fucking great big ball gown, mm-hmm. that, they're not, not the one she went out with to go party, and She goes back and gets changed into an even bigger one. Plus it's got a banging soundtrack.
4: You mean just the opening intro? Yeah. Bit, yeah, The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. only good bit.
0: Yeah. It's like such a weird choice
3: to, to open a, a sort of creature feature monster film with um, some lounge music.
5: I reckon this would have been a formative movie for Stephen King because a lot of his horror movies are all like small American town and everyone has to deal with the horrible thing. So it's got that kind of vibe, and the fact that you've got like the um, the older policeman who's like,
3: they don't like me, they don't respect the war I was in. Which war was he in? Because he didn't look old. He must be like five. He might have been in Korea, maybe. No one takes that one seriously. He's bringing you know, on himself, is
5: Well, he started it just so he could say he'd been in a war. He just went over there and went, come on in," And then, don't know why he suddenly sounds like that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs>
3: These 50-year-old teenagers don't take me seriously.
0: <laughs> right, we'll chomp right forward to 1983 now and the very first horror movie that I ever saw in the cinema, Jaws 3D, which came out <laughs> when I was eight. Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what, like What is it? What?
4: I don't know how I've watched this so many times. I, well, I hadn't watched it probably in about four years. But I remember watching this a lot when I was a kid. And now I'm watching it, I don't know how I found any enjoyment in it.
0: Well, it's one of those things that was just on ITV all the time. Yeah, it?
4: it was on ITV 4, used to show Jaws 4 The Revenge, like every single weekend. And Jaws 3. But the 3D in this, it's not as bad as Friday the 13th Part 3 3D, but it's... The first opening shot is, a, is just a fish getting their head chopped off and then their mouth wow. moving towards the camera.
0: Yes, but in 3D, when I was eight years old, that <laughs> shit me right up. <laughs>
2: was it actually in 3D? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 1983. Absolutely full of 3D movies. Wow.
2: Because
4: I know 3D was it got really big from a Western at this time when this came out. Um, it was a western that had bought it back in 1981. There was a western film. Oh, no, really? I think Didn't it was called you know like y- your. I think it was called like your spaghetti or something. Mm-hmm. But, your um, spaghetti. Your sp- yeah. It's like what y e r spaghetti, and it was a 3D western. That yes, apparently- that's a
2: terrible film. name for a film. There was coming yeah.
4: at you.
0: Are you thinking of coming at you?
4: No, there's another one that was called your spaghetti. <laughs> your spaghetti. <laughs> your spaghetti. <laughs> Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm getting stuff mixed up, but yeah. I, I think this the, was
0: a dream you had. I don't think there's a <laughs> film called Your Spaghetti.
4: I know that that was one of the films that brought 3D back and then Jaws was one of the ones that sort of brought it back.
0: There's no film called Your Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a dream then. There's you a know, film um, called I Pastafari. <laughs> um, what?
2: <laughs> so you could just say Anything at all and then be like oh maybe I dreamt it if anyone
1: calls (laughs) me I could sound way
2: more knowledgeable than I am might try
4: it Cliff they must have just deleted it off the internet earlier on um, oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it
1: It
0: it was it was called Your Spaghetti the Gullible (laughs) Film that's right (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) I'm just coming at you right okay here here we go here we go here we go Uh, ninety-eight coming at you. Uh, the spaghetti western coming at you. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking your of your spaghetti.
0: spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're thinking of your spaghetti. But by your spaghetti, what you're actually thinking of, is coming at you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest threat ever. Your spaghetti is coming at you. <laughs>
2: It sounds quite nice if you're in a restaurant. Yeah,
5: yeah. I suppose it depends on how the waiter says it, though. If he just comes up and goes, your spaghetti is coming at you. Yeah,
2: just only one more minute to wait. Your spaghetti is coming at you. Yeah. You'd be like,
0: okay, thank you. That's fine, yeah.
2: Your
1: spaghetti is coming at you.
5: (laughs) The restaurant employs creepy children to say it in a sort of um,
0: poltergeist style.
3: It it, it hires bad child actors.
0: Um, You get a a severed arm floating at the camera
4: <laughs> yeah that's, that's uh, good um i think my favorite though favorite 3d bit is shark smashing through glass it's so badly dumb but it's brilliant at the same time what,
0: what's amazing about that is that it's done in slow motion and the shark is not fucking moving it's just floating like it's a model <laughs> which it probably is it's just a s- solid model like the one they had in um ouija shark
4: yeah yeah, yeah. Ouija (laughs) shark is just someone with uh, a shark puppet on their hand that you can pretty much buy from Poundland
5: yeah it's like that it's a bar toy from Poundland
2: (laughs) can I ask you guys a question yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay when I was choosing which films to watch I was like well I'm not going to watch that one because I'm not like irrationally scared of sharks and I like swimming in the sea so I was like well if I watch it I'll get scared of swimming in the sea and then I'll lose all that enjoyment but you yeah. guys just went ahead and watched it and I'm wondering, aren't you, aren't you worried that you're going to stop enjoying swimming? Like, are you not? No, why did I was you just, do that? <laughs> why did you watch
0: it? I watched it a few weeks ago and then I was in Cyprus last week and went in the sea a lot and, um, you know, loved it. You just so, didn't
2: think about... That sure. didn't
0: even cross my mind that a 3D shark might come and throw some spaghetti at me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's just, I mean, it's just, people are very different. That's my point. I'm really impressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you, I mean, it's amazing to me that you have to think, do I want to watch this film because of the consequences? Yeah, what are the
1: consequences? <laughs> the <laughs> real world consequences. <laughs> to my
0: life just... in the coming years. Yeah.
2: No, I really do. Like, I don't want to... I have a friend who's got a phobia of sharks. And she just never really gets in the sea and I don't want to live like that. So I'm not going to take any risks. You
0: don't get a phobia <laughs> from watching a film, do you?
2: If anyone is going to, it is me. <laughs> I think a
5: lot of people were put off swimming in the sea from the um, original Jaws. So, Thank you. Yeah. But I mean, I don't swim in the sea because I don't like swimming in the sea. Um, and I'm lazy. and
3: rather to sit on the beach and eat ice cream. See, I swim in the sea, but I live on the south coast. So the worst thing that I could encounter in the sea is some shit.
5: <laughs> yeah i did once go swimming in the sea off the coast of queensland um when i was oh, in australia there. yeah they have sharks there and um, somebody that was part of the um the party that had gone out on the boat was from another part of australia that i think she was from she might have been from sydney but she was just like oh yeah of course they have sharks around here and she wouldn't stop going on about sharks to the point where we all got out of the sea because she mm-hmm. ruined it
1: really
0: yeah <laughs>
2: That's a more legit reason to be scared of sharks than watching Jaws 3D. They're
0: being sharks, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> there are literal sharks. I'm not
5: scared of spiders because I live somewhere where the spiders aren't going to kill me. Yeah. But if I grew up somewhere where all the spiders were poisonous, I might think differently. But I know yeah. people that hate spiders to the point where they won't watch even like arachnophobia, which is very heavy on the spider content, but is also a PG. Well, CJ.
0: No, no, PG. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh thanks dad <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> CJ won't even watch the spider scene in the beyond
3: yeah that's right yeah mm. even though those puppets are adorable he won't he
0: doesn't yeah. want what
3: if what horror films give you a phobia of puppets because there's so many puppets in them not even like puppet master just like shit shark puppets like a really yeah. specific like oh no I can't I can't go out there there's a shit shark puppets no no no
0: yeah I can't can't go into a branch of flying tiger no <laughs> <laughs>
2: I really don't like going to Flying Tiger anyway, so (laughs) maybe I'll just come up with a better excuse. In case
0: something scares you? (laughs) No,
2: no, it's just an unpleasant experience, isn't it? (laughs) No! Um, I
0: went to Flying Tiger in Cyprus last week and I bought a uh, misting fan in the shape of watermelon. So you put water in the handle and you squeeze the trigger and it mists your face.
2: That does sound refreshing. I got a
0: jade plant from Tiger a couple of weeks ago.
4: I got this wind-up skeleton head from... (laughs)
0: i mean they're called they're called skulls normally but yeah
2: this is a sponsored podcast isn't it i want free
3: stuff from tiger i love going to Tiger. i took my dad to tiger for the first time and he just looks so perplexed by the whole experience and he's like what are you doing spending 20 pounds on plastic shite i'm like it's plastic shite in the shape of a bird (laughs) <laughs> um, but I also bought some very practical things like, You know you're just going to ask me for 20 quid at the end of the month I'm like no 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 this is all very useful And then I asked them for 20 quid at the end of the month um,
0: <laughs> they've, got, they've got periscope uh, glasses in there They're, all cool. sorts. They've all They're called lazy glasses So you can just wear them and like lay down And see what's sort of up there Rather than in front of you So you can like watch telly while lying in your back
2: <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. Amazing I I did, I did not know this was sponsored. I'm happy. I hope that I also get some free stuff from them now.
0: But but you just, you said you hate flying tiger. Yeah,
2: that's the <laughs> issue. I have to take it back.
0: No,
3: we're the best advertisements, and now you love tiger.
2: Yes. Yeah, I flipped. I was <laughs> a non-believer, and now there you
0: go. I'm
2: the proud owner <laughs> of a watermelon face, Mister. <laughs>
0: So the difference between me watching Jaws three D in nineteen eighty three and me watching it in twenty twenty three is that uh, there were seven seconds cut from the nineteen eighty three release. Oh, really? Of a mashed up corpse, and if I'd seen that when I was eight, I might have shat myself inside out.
1: Ooh.
0: It's quite horrible. <laughs> I'm glad they cut it; otherwise, eight year old me would have been rather well, have had to run out of cinema.
4: Are you saying they cut the scene with the corpse when they lift up the blanket? Yeah, they cut that. Okay.
0: I'm amazed I was only eight when I saw that, but I distinctly remember that cinema trip and I was scared, but I enjoyed it. Anyway, sticking with animals now, and what do you actually want from a horror movie? Supernatural prologue, monsters, jump scares, torture scenes, and a diminishing number of cast members as they're picked off one by one. Turns out that Watership Down has all of those things, but with cartoon (laughs) rabbits instead of people. (laughs) And it also has a seagull that says piss off. It does. And Emily, this was your suggestion. (laughs) Yeah,
5: this film is, I kind of hate this, but this film is very much kind of in my DNA. I've just, I I love this movie. Um, The first three films that we got out of the video shop when we got our VCR from Radio Rentals was um, this, Star Wars and Flash Gordon. Oh, that,
0: that's taking me back because yeah, Watch It Down was a really early VHS release. It, it
5: was, yeah. Mm. Um, and I found it disturbing as a kid, but I also found it really compelling. Yeah, it's got like all the close-ups of like the bloody mouths during the fighting and the, the dog savaging the rabbits and everything. And the, the scene where rats appear out of nowhere, so it has got like a proper jump scare in it. That is all unsettling, but I just think this is a really, really solid film and a very unusual one. Mm. Um, and also it occurred to me re-watching it um, for this that one of the reasons why I liked it is it was basically Baby's first folk horror. It right. is. I yeah.
3: was going to say, Emily, as soon as you said it was your pick, it was like that that intro bit, is was like, oh yeah, no, that's
0: Emily all over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that intro bit with the whole mythology about yeah. Yeah, the rabbit that's prince. That's incredible. So the, the rabbit prince is called El Haram. El, El Arira, which, I think is it is. Is that not the punchline of that joke? Why does Edward Woodward have so many D's in his name? <laughs> it's, isn't that e wa woo It's close. <laughs> Amy, have you seen Watch It Down at any
5: point?
2: I watched it as a child, yeah. yeah. And I remember finding it quite amazing and disturbing. Mm. It seemed like the most intense on the list. Yeah. I, I just actually couldn't really handle it. I'm quite, uh, I'm because I'm pregnant, I'm just very <laughs> I was like, I just can't really deal with, because it feels, it's like quite a philosophical film, as I imagine, and quite sad, and like... um, It's quite heavy
3: for what's
4: marketed as a kid's film. I need to know how this film is a you.
0: Yeah, it's not anymore. They've put it up to a PG now.
4: They put it up to oh. a PG. I've still got the Blu Ray that says U on it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to call the BBFC and get them to come around and <laughs> slap a PG on it. Get Natasha Kaplinski <laughs> on the phone. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it seemed like the type of film that's like made by adults who don't know kids at all, and they've just gone like, "Oh, it's a you I know they're not the ones who decide the <laughs> certification, but it is like really intense for children.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you read the BBFC's notes from when they classified it back in 78 i mean they're just like yeah it's quite intense there are scary moments but ultimately it's a children's rabbit film (laughs) (laughs) mind you the bbfc had some strange ideas uh, well they've always had some strange ideas throughout their existence i'll come on to another one in a bit um uh, yeah, I'd never seen this before. It's good. It's a good film. I didn't think I'd like a cartoon about rabbits. It's not my. It's not my kind of normal viewing.
5: The BBC, when they had like the the license for it, like when I was a kid, so like with the eighties, they always used to show it at like eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And it was Ooh. like, yeah, that's relatively disturbing, but okay, cool. Get watch Watership Down. And then a few years ago, Channel 5 showed it in the middle of the day on Easter Sunday and apparently loads of parents complained. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it's like, oh, why is it worse <laughs> now it's on Channel 5? Is it the fact that there's adverts in it? Because you think that would take people out of it slightly. It's...
0: Do you remember when the Queen's funeral was happening and Channel 5 showed <laughs> the emoji movie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> really the most upsetting thing about it was that they did interrupt it for the fucking two minute silence which i (laughs) really like just fucking spoil the whole point of sitting watching the emoji movie while the queen was being buried
5: see now i'm imagining that they shot a special bit of the emoji movie that incorporates the two minute silence into the narrative
0: yeah it's just the poo (laughs) standing there doing a salute
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I love that though Whoever's in charge Of the scheduling It's clearly someone With a chip on their shoulder Who was traumatised By this film they're like Right Easter Sunday Bunnies Let's fuck some kids up Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) But so much When we were younger Like doesn't everyone Have an emotional Memory of watching Bambi Which is not a scary film But that's a lot Of kids First understanding Of like losing parents Mm. We do put kids Through quite a lot I'm not saying I was scared by Bambi, okay, but it it is a really big deal.
5: There's a lot of traumatic stuff in quite a lot of classic kid stuff. Some things you watch as a kid and you go, oh, that's, that's a bit scary. And then you watch it again when you're an adult and go, fucking hell, how did I watch this when I was a kid?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be a good time to talk about some other films that aren't horror that uh, people have suggested as, as things that uh, you know traumatised and whatever. So Graham Watt, Said Raiders of the Lost Ark, presumably the Melty Faces bit at the end. Um, does someone get decapitated by some airplane blades in that as well or something? There's
5: a decapitation quite early on in Raiders, yeah.
4: When is the monkey brain scene? Is that, that's, that's,
0: Raiders, in is it? That's, that's in Temple of That's Temple Doom. of Doom, it's, yeah. That's,
4: that's the thing as a kid. That's one that always, I was like, how is this scene happening right now? I think that was always disgusting for me to see as a kid.
0: Oh, actually Chrissy Nicholson Wild said Temple of Doom. Chris Willoughby uh, said Return to Oz. Which, yeah, fair enough. Yeah.
5: I That's guess good, fair yeah.
0: enough. It's Terrifying. got some weird, weird shit in it. I think I was way too old and into horror by the time that came out, so it didn't affect me. Um get me. But um, William Stone, who was our guest devil on the Troma episode, he mentioned Superman 3, and that fucking terrified <laughs> me, that scene <laughs> that, where Vera gets turned into a cyborg. It's horrible.
2: I reckon a lot of the time kids do just watch this stuff and think, well, none of this really exists. And it doesn't, it's all made up. And then you're a little bit protected by Mm. the fact that you're just quite ignorant. (laughs) I don't know, like, maybe I was just one weird kid. But I remember very clearly one day, asking my aunt, don't bad people only exist in films and TV, there aren't bad people in real life. And she told me that there are bad people in real life. And it terrified me. And I was like, really it's such a really strong memory for me but they might have a higher tolerance for it until and then the rest of us kind of know that there are real threats out there the things that scare me so much about horror would be probably a woman getting murdered and I'm genuinely just worried that that would happen to me like it like a chasing scene like Mm. the classic like woman in a nightie that would be what gave me nightmares because I'd be like that literally just could happen so maybe Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get into horror after this podcast, though. and then
0: oh, Maybe we could turn you. You'll have to have, have me back
2: in a few years, and I'll put you all to shame.
0: I'm glad you think we're still going to be going in a few years. <laughs>
2: yeah, you've done loads <laughs> of episodes.
0: Confidence. We have, we have. We've been going for six yeah.
2: years, so yeah.
0: Right, are we done on uh, Watership Down? I haven't mentioned that Big Wig looks like that twat Graham Lennon. I thought it was Ursula. I kept expecting him to have a go at Hazel for having a girl's name.
1: <laughs>
5: he was like my favourite rabbit watching this as a kid as well. Now oh, I've gone no, right off really him. Oh, no. yeah.
0: mm. Weirdly enough, Luke's Choice is also a rabbit-based cartoon movie from 18 years ago somehow. I just can't believe he's 18 years old. because I, like, I, I
3: remember the promo came out of this. Yeah, this
0: is shocking. Yeah, same. How I remember the I? standing in the cinema like it was just like the other day. It's Mad. Anyway, Wallace and Gromit in The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Which I think the theme tune goes, you are a, you are a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we did that last month, didn't we? That's, that's not this month. I'll take my mouth off while Luke.
3: Oh, don't do it. <laughs> Luke, talk about Curse of the Were-Rabbit.
0: Oh, I know Cliff
4: doesn't like it.
3: Hence the tape on his face. Um,
4: <laughs> but I've already watched it. I've already watched it four times this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, how, that's how much I love it. Um, like I did get into it when it first came out and saw it in the cinema, um, but it was when I was in uni that I uh, watched it on repeat viewings again when I wasn't in a good place. And I watched that and it just cheers me up. And it's just a fun and it has loads of has loads of horror elements. There's loads of little hidden things in there.
0: Yeah, is the room full of captured rabbits that they have? Is that a reference to Night of a Thousand Cats? Is that one of the horror references you were talking about?
4: Nah, no, uh... no.
5: Because Night of a Thousand Cats only has about four cats, yeah, has, and like, this is clearly cats. more it's... than four rabbits. Yeah,
4: so. but it does have a Watership Down reference in this. Okay, they uh, start playing Bright Eyes on the um, radio. Oh, yeah. oh, oh that's yeah.
5: right. Yeah, and somebody rolls their eyes and turns turns uh, it off. Yeah.
4: It's Gromit, isn't rolls, it? Rolls his eyes.
5: Yep. There's the American werewolf in London reference with the transforming hand.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I enjoyed yeah. that. That's good. The transformation scene is is great. I just love a lot of this. It's just it's just silly. It's a silly film.
3: There's some really nice jokes in this film. Yeah. Because um, it is distinctively British, and it's it's not scary, but it does tip its hat at a lot of horror elements, as Luke's pointing out. So I'll give it a pass. But it is just it's a very comfy film. But there's, my favorite joke is. Um, He's on the phone to Lady Tottenham and he goes, We'll be there in a, ah, because he gets dragged away. And she goes, In an hour, I can't wait for that. And it's like, ah, oh, that's very good.
0: That's a very good. Trip. I did laugh at the bit where he puts a rabbit on his head thinking it's his wig.
3: <laughs> yeah,
5: that's that's beautifully done. I like the fact that the rabbits in this are slightly sinister as well. There's nothing to do with the way that Avman does certain animals, that they're not, they're, they're quite cute, but there's something a bit off about them.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Gromit doesn't have a mouth. How the fuck does he eat?
4: <laughs> he was meant to have a mouth originally. They even had one of the guys that voiced the original... Sorry, I'm talking... I know all of it. No, no, get into I... it. Go, Go for it. Give yeah. yeah. your facts. Grom- Gromit originally had a voice which was done by one of the... Uh, Peter... He's one of the original voices of Doctor Who. He recorded all of his lines for Gromit and then they realised that Gromit's emotions could just be done by his eyebrows and his eyes, so they decided not to give him a voice.
5: So it wasn't to do with all the effing and jeffing then? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't like, no, this invention's not going to work, you fucking nobber.
1: <laughs>
5: no, you can't <laughs> have any more fucking cheese. Are you fucking mad? That's how Gromit sounds. My
0: first thoughts, because I I mean, I'd seen, what's the first one? A Grand Day Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grand Day Out yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And I hadn't seen any more Wallace and Gromit after that. And then I watched this. And I was really confused because like, I thought Wallace was basically a gentle old inventor, right? So why does he have this weird Batcave-like house with like all these secret tunnels and like a special driveway that's disguised as a garden with a fountain on it and like you can't see his entranceway, it's disguised as a wall. It's like, is he laying low by this point? Is he on the run? Like is he a pedo? Is he is, is he laying low? I'm
4: not having you bad mouth, Wallace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He can't stop
5: inventing things. He's invented things even if they're not 100% necessary. How come he hasn't invented a
0: chatbot to answer his phone calls?
4: Well, he's actually invented that in uh, Cracking Contraptions, actually, okay. in the TV series. Oh, uh, okay, you should have watched much.
0: that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, don't bring a cliff to a loop fight. This is <laughs> this is his wheelhouse, man. Don't don't even try and make any quips, because he'll knock them down with hard facts. Smackdown. whoa ding ding Go on, call Wallace a cunt I dare you <laughs>
5: <laughs> Well you've already called him a nonce So, you know
0: No, I asked You asked if he was a nonce you asked <laughs> it,
5: That's not really Yeah,
4: He's had three girlfriends
5: <laughs>
4: How old is Wallace meant to be? Wallace is apparently meant to be in his 60s
5: Oh interesting, okay In this Because he's like Sort of fancying ladies And stuff I'm just like Maybe he's younger Than I initially thought He was meant to be But yeah I had him down As being um, in his
0: 60s Or Steve McQueen As an 18 year old Yeah
5: Yeah By by blob rules He's 21
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amy You wanted to do Some comedy horror So we watched 1984 classic Ghostbusters
2: Yeah I'd seen it as a child I loved it Loved watching And watched it since It's so fun
3: how are you with the generally scary bits though? Because the ghost in the library is, is actually terrifying. Mm.
2: Oh, maybe I'm hardcore and I, maybe I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't find it scary.
3: You're learning so much about yourself.
2: I know. Gosh, it's been a journey. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just so fun. I mean, it's so dated and like there's so much annoying misogyny in it. But it's part of the horror really, isn't it?
5: The biggest monster is Pete Venkman.
2: Oh yeah, he's yeah. such a sleaze, it's so gross. But then there's that weird scene with like Dan Aykroyd and like <laughs> a lady ghost just lies on top of him and <laughs> doesn't add anything. He
3: gets a blowjob, he gets he gets a, a spooky blowjob.
2: Yeah, from yeah. a ghost.
0: He gets a spooky blowjob, right, BBFC notes from when they gave this a PG in 1984. <laughs> The notes say, Ray wakes to find trousers undone and ghost hovering (laughs) overhead, cut to beatific smile on his head, and I presume he's having his tummy tickled.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're right and we're disgusting and wrong, but it's definitely one of those moments where you're like... Did he write this film? Did he write that bit? Yeah. Yeah. He did. But yeah, it's just so fun. And I love um, the stupidity of, like, made up the science and doesn't make Mm. any sense. And you just have to just go along with it. And then by the end with the plot, you're just like, well, you can make anything up. Like, this will go any way you want because you can just say it's a different dimension and you've got a gun and you're sucking it through a door and we'll just go, yeah, okay. That's fine and then it just resolves were you watching
0: a different film where mm-hmm. someone was sucking it for a dog <laughs> <laughs> i had the picture book of this before i ever saw the film like i mean not long before i saw the film presumably so i knew all about the scary ghost in the library and i do remember being apprehensive watching the library scenes thinking oh is it gonna happen is it gonna happen but i was prepared i was prepared yeah. for it i'd seen jaws 3d by that point so yeah i was hardened <laughs> I think I'd
3: only watched the the real Ghostbusters cartoon before seeing this film.
5: Oh, that was great! I loved that. Yeah, I like that. That went to some really because there's the almost kind of Lovecraftian thing about the whole the separate dimension, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and there was a lot of that in the real Bu- mm. Ghostbusters cartoon. And I remember there being a couple of episodes that really, really unsettled me.
0: Any spooky blowjobs in the cartoon? Mm. Not that I can remember. No, no. Tommy tickling.
5: Probably a fair <laughs> bit of yeah.
0: that.
2: Also, the theme song is just, like, the best of all of them, right? Like, that must have been a huge part of its popularity.
5: Yeah, except I can only ever hear, thanks to the many, many um, videos of misheard lyrics that were really popular in the early 2000s, I will occasionally hear it as those bastards rather than Ghostbusters. No. <laughs> and the more you hear <laughs> it,
0: the more it sounds like,
3: those bastards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I was just trying to remember the name of the Bobby Brown one he did for Ghostbusters 2 oh yeah oh
3: god what was
5: it was it On Our Own I think it might have been called that
0: yeah it was well done yeah
5: I loved Ghostbusters
3: 2 as well though when I was a kid Um, I think I prefer to it's got blobs in it maybe I just like films of pink goo it's got knobs in it no I was going to (laughs) say blobs
2: oh tummies I think you mean yeah tummies
3: yeah oh tummies I thought you said cummies sorry
2: no I did not
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Emily, your turn.
2: <laughs> Carry on. What, what did
5: you think someone said that was a bit rude? No, I, I didn't hear Didn't hear something that was a bit rude that time, unusually
0: for me. Uh, now, you guys and girls out there, yeah, you lot with our voices in your ears, between you, you named about 30 different films that you say got you into horror in your childhood years. Obviously, we don't have time to cover all of them, and a lot of them are very much not family-friendly horror flicks. But we'll hang on to those suggestions and perhaps do them on a future episode, Gateway Horror Part 2. Uh, talking of Gates, though, a film that came up several times was 1987's The Gate. Shout out to Ziggy Nolan, among others. This next section is for you. Uh, so The Gate, I mean, this again is one of mine. This this was one of the my earliest horror video rentals.
5: This is a really good movie. And this is an example of like pretty decent child
3: actors as well, I mm. think. Yeah, Stephen Dorf does a great job in this as a child.
0: Yeah, not an amazing film, but a really great horror film to introduce kids to horror.
1: Mm.
3: And I
5: love all the stop motion stuff, the physicality of seeing something that you don't care, you know, whether it's kind of like photo real. It just takes you into that kind of like this is the fantastical. Do you mean the demons? Yeah, the demon and the little because they're the not stop fem-
0: motion; they're actors. Are they? They're actors that they've. I think they've messed with the um, film speed to make it look like stop motion. That's oh, even
5: cool. more awesome in that case. So they,
0: yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Um, what, the tiny demons? Yeah. I thought
5: no that way. bit was stop motion. That's,
0: no. That's incredible. Just, yeah, no, no, it's really clever effects on this film. Mm. And so many different types of effects as well. I love the bit where he puts his hand on his dad's face and it just goes all runny. Mm.
3: Mm. Oh, it's horrible. Even just like the eyeball
0: and the hand, it's all done really well. Mm. Or the bit where the zombie falls over and just turns into all those demons immediately. It's incredible. Mm. Great effects. It would have been remiss of us not to include some Harry Potter in our romp through family friendly horror. Fortunately, that's the name of the lead character in the 1986 film Troll, uh, which listener Paul Clements said got him into horror. I love Troll.
3: Great, bizarre film. It's very weird, isn't it? I really appreciate films that set it up really well. So they, they have like a sort of little ensemble, like maybe eight people most, and they set them up really well, and you get a really good idea of their characters. And they do that in that fire alarm scene at the beginning. Mm, so you yeah. just, you know where you stand with each and every character. Maybe it's me being spoon fed, but I just, I really appreciate when films do that and do it well.
0: Although I, I didn't, um, when they were introducing the characters at the start, I couldn't decide if uh, Harry Potter Jr., the kid, um, he's a Star Trek fan like you, Bryony, or, mm, or if not, because he he's told, go play with your sister. And he says, I'd rather watch Star Trek. And I, I think he says it like he means, I'd rather put my balls in a pasta machine. Um, but... <laughs> Then later on, he is talking about Star Trek, so he obviously yeah, he is did, a Star Trek liked, fan. Yeah, he
3: likes Star Trek. He's a wise, wise boy, that Harry Potter Junior.
0: And Harry Potter Senior, played by Michael Moriarty, which I, this is my favourite performance of his. But I never really buy him in, in in those Larry Clark films. He's always in as a sinister guy, but as a as a family man, he's, he actually works in this. And um, I was looking at his IMDb biography, and his IMDb biography, Michael Moriarty's begins. One of Hollywood's tallest actors at six foot three. That's not one of Hollywood's tallest actors, surely. mm -hmm. Six foot three, that's not much.
4: I'm taller than him.
0: There you go.
3: (laughs) Add that to
5: your IMDb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. One of the UK's tallest TikTokers, who is taller than Michael Moriarty (laughs) and knows more about Wallace and Gromit. Notably
3: taller than Michael Moriarty. (laughs) I think you're fine.
0: It's the only film with a transformation sequence where someone is turned into a whole forest and still manages to be horrible.
5: Mm. Yeah, the transformations are really gross. This is one of those films that was a PG-13 in the States, but a 15 over here.
0: Well, we didn't have a 12 certificate at the time, so...
5: Yeah, so it meant that a lot of films that are very clearly like sort of family-friendly would have been a 15.
0: I feel like
3: if I'd seen this at the cinema as a 15-year-old, I'd be quite
5: disappointed. But if I'd watched this illicitly at the age of about 10, I would have loved it.
0: I think the thing I mainly like about it, though, is it's so obviously shot in Italy. It's Mm. so obviously basically an Italian production in terms of where they made it, because it's just got that sense to it of that period's Fultry films and Lambert Ababa films and things like that
2: White Lotus season 2 That's what I'm imagining. I didn't see this movie. That's what I'm imagining now. Now,
0: I've never seen White Lotus, but I can't imagine it's much like a Lambert O'Bara film, (laughs) given its budget.
5: I didn't really get a sort of particularly Italian vibe from this, other than the fact that there is a lot of complete madness and really committing to a batshit scene on low budget.
0: It's great. Um, This has turned out to be a very 80s focused episode, which I think tells us a lot about the age of our listenership. Luke, can you go to TikTok, please, and get some younger subscribers, please? <laughs> Most of our fans are going to start dying of old age. Yeah, you've so. got to
4: speak about Wallace and Gromit more. That's, that's my followers <laughs> at the moment.
0: <laughs> this is not turning into a Wallace and Gromit podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about Star Trek. That's current. <laughs> How is Star Trek current? They've just wrapped on, on season three of Picard and they're probably going to well, do Star Trek fucking, Legacy. It's been going for bloody...
5: 60-odd years, that thing. There's a lot of Star Trek happening at the moment. Yeah,
4: They've got there's... four different shows going on, and a new movie coming out. Mm.
0: It's appalling. And a what show in wa- Nickelodeon. What a waste of resources. So fierce. Our planet is dying, and they're just making more Star Trek. It's appalling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Does making more horror films help the planet?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Cheaper. Does making the Emoji movie help the planet?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was probably a lot cheaper, yeah. <laughs> Talking of young'uns, though, The Monster Squad uh, is about a group of school kids whose town is invaded by, well, if they were fancy dress costumes, uh, a Transylvanian vampire, a mad scientist monster, an Egyptian bandage man, a (laughs) hairy wolf person and a creature from an unspecified black lagoon.
3: (laughs) I half watched this. I wasn't paying full attention to it because I was kind of working at the same time. But every now and then I look up and just be like, what the fuck is going on? This film is bonkers. What a mad film. I'd look down and do a bit of work, then turn up, and there's like a five-year-old girl being like, oh, she's a virgin.
5: What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: what? This is
5: one where a lot of things have... I mean, like there's serious amounts of casual homophobia in this.
0: I mean, I, I was a schoolboy when this came out. I didn't actually watch this at the time, but but that is what we were like at the time. We would say horrible things. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I quite like the dialogue in this. I thought it was very well written by Shane Black, and it just took me back to a more horrible time.
4: <laughs> With the documentary Wolfman's Got Nards, they do actually talk oh. about like how the homophobia wasn't actually okay to have in the film, and mm-hmm. that they're not too happy about having it now. But it's it's still a fun film. I still think it's got it's got good moments to it.
5: There's the whole thing about the person to dispel the monsters has got to be a virgin. Mm. Why not any of the boys? Yeah, why is it only the... that would have been
0: a yeah. good flip? I mean, virginity is a patriarchal concept anyway, isn't it? To keep women in their place, and so it only traditionally applies to women anyway. of girls
5: yeah they were going for like oldie worldie definitions
0: the German guy that needs to find the virgin or whatever it is he's played by a guy called Leonardo uh, Cimino I think so he's presumably Italian Um, his IMDB biography calls him a veteran little old man Hmm. I think if you're a veteran actor it means you've been in the business for a long time this means he's been a little old man for a very long time.
5: Maybe it's like, um, what was the, the guy's name from Dad's Army who played old men for years before he actually was one?
0: Oh, Clive Dunn. Clive yeah, Dunn, yeah. Maybe point. it was
5: like that. But when he was younger, he would have just like, lobbed some talcum powder into his hair and gone, I'm an old man. And they were like, what a great old yeah. man part. And then he'd be like, when when it wrapped, he'd be like, I'm actually 27. Hey. And they'd be like, okay, that's a
0: good bit of old man acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you speak a bit of German, Emily. When that scene where he's saying the magic words or whatever, and he's going, blasen, blasen, my wife goes, uh, oh, blasen, that means blowjob. Does it? Uh, I've not heard that, but.
4: Yeah, there's, what is it? No, there's not, that's not it's not blasen. It, it's Ichmin, yeah. Oh, I can't Sorry, I've forgotten it, but it is, no, yeah, it is Ichmin, blasen.
0: I am a blowjob.
4: <laughs> there's like some weird. What is it? No, no, no.
0: Why am I forgetting
4: what
5: it is? Uh, I can't remember what Blasen means. I I, know, I do understand a bit of German, but I, as I've said before, I understood enough to I'll follow what the couple were saying at the beginning of that cannibal movie because they basically <laughs> seem to be speaking like a GCSE German textbook about eating bread rolls. Um, but uh, Anthropophagus, that's the one. But um, yeah, yeah I, I've been watching this film. I was like, damn, I wish I knew what that meant. And I was like, I don't know how useful that would be. But yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think he's saying blowjob.
4: I don't remember what it is now, Cliff. It's "blast me yep. iron." That's "blow words." Well, give, give me "blow job." Iron, iron" is, yeah, Blast me is iron. yeah.
5: "Iron" means eggs and can mean balls though.
4: Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's a bit of a weird saying. "Blow that.
0: my eggs." Is it "blow my eggs"?
4: <laughs> "Blow all my eggs." "Blow my, blow my eggs." Yeah. Blow
0: them.
5: <laughs> I just remember when we watched that film "Killer Condom" and there's the. The the monster's been eating bits of men's genitalia. So, then... can we
0: just take a moment to look at Amy's face as you say? Remember <laughs> when we were watching that film, Killer Condom.
5: It is a, it is a real <laughs> film. I'm not I'm not having a moment. Um, it's, I, I quite enjoyed it as well. Anyway, sort of, do you have an exploitation movie about a killer condom? And You'll the get a um, fear
3: of condoms afterwards.
5: As well. You might get a fear. Is this is why you're
0: pregnant, Amy. Did you watch <laughs> yeah. <the condom?
5: laughs> no but he says something like it's bitten 17 penises and one ball and he says something like <laughs> Schwanzen, und ein Ei uh, I can only do angry or camp German I can't do like, authentic <laughs> proper um proper accentage um, when i've attempted to speak german with friends of mine who can speak it properly
4: yeah, that's the only reason i know blasphemy i am because i had a german friend and that's the only thing he ever taught me to say
0: you've told us this before haven't you
4: yeah i remember you ago, telling yeah. us about
0: your friend who asked you to give him blowjob or whatever it was
4: <laughs> oh, he just was like oh here's a saying and then taught me that so like, what does that mean and then he told me what it meant that's the only <laughs> thing he ever taught me i don't
0: know why but yeah
5: Did he not even at least tell you how to say please after that? It's a bit rude.
4: (laughs) Bitter.
0: (laughs) Or is that what he said after he'd given the blowjob? (laughs) Bitter.
4: Oh, God. Oh.
0: I can only do camp German when I'm doing German voices and uh, my missus says that um, it's racist. (laughs) But I say no... It's just one specific German man that I'm doing who happens to be camp.
5: Are you actually speaking German when you do that or are you basically being... No,
0: I'm just doing a little voice like this. Oh, you're
5: you're basically doing like a hair-lip voice from the League of Generations. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Fair enough, it is quite addictive doing
3: that. It's a good voice to do. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it Swedish?
5: Yeah, it did go a bit Swedish. He lived in Sweden for a while, is that why he's got (laughs) a bit of a this one specific German
0: man that you're doing the voice of <laughs> that's right yeah yeah glad you're filling in the backstory I, I'd be more convincing <laughs> when I uh, when I try to explain that it's this one very
1: specific
0: <laughs> character and not the entire German people <laughs> anyway thanks to Chris Ward for the suggestion of the monster squad which I never actually saw as a kid as I said but also for this next one Chris Ward's other suggestion, definitely one of my own Gateway movies, Steve Miner's House. Oh, house <laughs> as um my, my German no, friend would say.
5: Though it's mein house. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine house.
0: Mine house. Oh, no, mein oh, my house. Steve Miner's house. Ich kann mein House nicht
5: finden. Oh shadow. Oh.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh Yeah. Yeah. Another good gateway film. Unthreatening, but lots going on, lots of effects.
5: Yeah, there's quite a good bit of spooky weird shit in this, quite a good bit of uh, rubber puppetry going on.
1: Yep.
0: Did you notice the uh, badges that the cops were wearing on the uniforms said "policeman, police"? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fancy dress special. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Oh, I like that. But this is an interesting case of um, it wasn't a PG thirteen, and they made sure it wasn't a PG thirteen by putting a load of fucks in it, a load of fuck mm. words, which seems odd for such an obviously childish film.
5: Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Are, mm. No, we 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 want to maintain our artistic integrity by saying fuck a lot. It's very weird.
0: Or maybe they just were aiming for the young crowd who wanted to see an R-rated film.
5: It might be that, yeah, because you can see an R-rated film as a kid. You have to just bring someone yeah. with you. Is a so it's like a dad. Can we go and see a horror movie? So they were trying to do a sort of a you know horror movie that so the children will enjoy all the horror aspects and the dad will enjoy hearing people say fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what adults like. I, I think it's safe to say that Tim Burton's films have done a lot to get certain people, by which I mean goths, into horror. <laughs> uh, we watched his second film, Beetlejuice.
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed Beetlejuice. Again, I saw it as a kid and I don't remember this at the time, but I must have thought, wow, this is stylistically so incredible. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, oh, this is just Tim Burton. Like that's." Yeah. I'm not being critical of... I am, but I shouldn't <laughs> be. Like it, it, you know. Now we know that is his shtick, and that's what he's gonna do.
0: Now we know.
2: Yeah, is that a bad thing to say?
3: No, no. Everyone has timber and fatigue. It's yeah. gonna have, it's gonna have wibbly wobbly, stripey wipey, and it's gonna go. Yeah. it's gonna have music that goes
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's more exciting to be into an artist's work who just evolves quite a lot and like mm. has different phases. You know, when you're like really into someone's work and you can. See where they've gone in like totally different directions and stuff. I feel like he's just never done that. No,
5: like, I don't, I would agree.
2: Yeah. He, he never has
5: particularly evolved.
0: Of course, none of us know any goths who've just stayed the same mm. for the last 30, 40 no, years of their not life, a do we? One, no, no I, I
4: forgot that he did Dumbo. That's the only film that looked different. Oh, wow. of his. I
2: didn't know he did
3: Dumbo. I mean, I really enjoyed Beatles, you and it was, it's one of his films that makes me really laugh. Like, um, Michael Keaton is, is amazing, and I do really like this film. But the only reason why I didn't watch it um, again for this podcast is because I can't be fucked. I, I, I'm not going to get any joy. It's like eating the same sandwich every day, mm. even though it's a really good sandwich, but like, Uh, I just want something different like Trolls
0: Um, It's time for one more then And it's a proper big blockbuster From 1993, our second feature is Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park Welcome to Jurassic Park We've made living biological attractions So astounding That they'll capture the imagination Of the entire planet The most phenomenal discovery of our time How'd you do this? Becomes the greatest adventure Of all time Sure. Universal Pictures presents.
1: You feel that?
0: Hold on to your butts.
1: A Steven Spielberg film. is are failing all over the park. Yeah, that's
0: nice. Gotta go. An adventure. Look out! No!
1: I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making jurassic park
0: plot synopsis then theme park clone dinosaurs electric fences go down rampage you know what jurassic fucking park is <laughs> i don't like this film very much anymore <laughs> well. what well, i think we wanted to love it when it came out because we wanted it to be jaws mm. and um who's we me <gasps> and other people my age probably and it was it was it was good and it was spectacular and I'd like it less every time I watch it now. And well, it, c- it couldn't be I'm-
4: Jaws because it's not a it's not a shark. It's dinosaurs. No, that's mm. that's
0: actually a very good point. And if they had shot it underwater, the dinosaurs they would drowned. largely have yeah. drowned. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Very different film.
0: Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we play Scary Noises? <laughs>
2: <laughs> is it just not fit into a horror category? This is my favourite of the ones movie.
0: Is that? Oh, no, yeah. it is a horror film, definitely. Um, oh, well, I'll tell you what, though, the big difference between Jurassic Park and Jaws is the first, I think it's 45 minutes where they're just saying how great Jurassic Park is. Yeah, Jurassic Park's really fucking great. Yeah. Dinosaurs, look, we've cloned loads of dinosaurs. Look at this, it's amazing. It? it would be like if the first 45 minutes of Jaws was everyone on an Amity Island going. Oh, we've got a great white shark. Come on, everyone, look at the great white shark. It's brilliant. We've got a great white shark. Wait. It's like, you know what's going to happen. Just fucking get to the cut of the chase. I agree with you there, actually, because one of
3: my earliest memories is being on holiday in Cornwall and it was raining, so we went to the cinema and this was out. And I would have only been like five. So I'm amazed that I remember this because I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. And I'm so surprised that I sat through 45 minutes of... Not a lot. Like, as an adult, I can appreciate all the weird quirks that Jeff Goldman does in the dialogue and the setup and stuff. But as a five-year-old, how the fuck did I sit through 45 minutes of that until the, the T-Rex happened? Hmm. And maybe longer than that, actually. But anyway, my first one of my first, first memories is, it finally is the bit where the dinosaurs, the T-Rexes are having a go at them in the car. That was the first time I felt... Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're in wait. the car! Yeah, <laughs> wanker!
3: Put, your, put away your fucking flashlight!
1: <laughs> um...
3: No, but was, I, I distinctly remember that was the first time I was in the cinema and scared because my mum had this pink jumper she always used to wear. And I remember putting it over my head because I was too scared. And then, like a budgie, I fell asleep. So I missed the rest of the film.
2: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That's my dream viewing of Jessica. <laughs>
3: Getting a bit scared, putting a pink... Jo- it had little bubbles all over it, like pom-poms. Because also,
2: like, what you've described, Cliff, is, like, definitely why I enjoyed it. It's like, I love dinosaurs. They're so interesting. I think it'd be so cool to see them alive.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: all the science shit, doesn't make any sense, it. it's kind of fun. And they just go around, like, watching these herbivores eating, and they're like, whoa! And I'm like, yeah, if I had a job, that would be the single best move in my life. A sick triceratops. I hope it gets better. I don't need any of the stuff with the Velociraptors. And the so t-rex. basically
0: what you want is Animal Crossing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, now the horror stuff or whatever, the action stuff happens. But I definitely enjoyed the first half more.
0: I <laughs> mean, th- that's, that's fair. And I think the first half is probably better because it's really well done, the first half.
2: Yeah. One of the annoying things is when, like, the leading lady is so much younger than the leading man, and that's never a reference that always annoys me, but mm. that's most films.
0: She's not loads younger than Sam Neill, is she, Laura Dan?
2: Yeah, like 20 years or something. Seriously? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting, because there's that scene in the helicopter where Sam Neill is struggling to connect his seatbelt. and like, I guess that's like, it's an allegory for her. he doesn't really know what to do with his dick. And so he ends up just tying it in a knot.
5: Yeah. I was going to say that's a nice character moment because she kind of whispers he's not good with technology and that was just him getting frustrated that, like, I'm clearly a clever person, but I can't do this seatbelt up. Ah, But um, I suppose it could be about dicks as well.
0: I think it's about dicks. Okay. Yes,
4: they definitely wrote that in the book.
0: Michael Crichton wrote, this bit is about dicks.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> asterisk.
5: Is it going down <laughs> yeah, the, the bottom of the page? <laughs> the Garth yeah. Marenghi route and just putting footnotes going, that was a metaphor. That was also a metaphor.
2: I <laughs> mean, oh, it's so fun. Imagine if you could go to an island with dinosaurs.
0: Has this not scared you off that a bit?
2: Yeah, I mean they're stupid idiots for cloning the scary ones.
0: They're stupid idiots? But what is that line? Oh, I told them we should have had locks on the doors.
2: Yeah, I and mean, the whole thing's ridiculous. The security's way too easy to dismantle. Like
0: If you get Newman in to do your uh security
2: <laughs> way night playing Newman. Uh, Newman. <laughs> Newman. <laughs> they
5: constantly keep referring back to um cutting corners in the kind of corporate world as well. Because um I keep wanting to say Richard Hammond, that's not right. He's called John Hammond. John Hammond. Is, yeah.
0: <laughs> Richard Hammond.
5: He's kind of like initially you think, oh yeah, twinkly granddad, etc. but he keeps saying no expense was spared. Mm. And the more he says that, the more hollow it becomes.
2: He's just like an inept granddad who's not worried enough about his grandchildren. Yeah, and Mm. he's, he's
5: basically using them as like sort of canaries in the coal mine if the coal mine was full of dinosaurs. Yeah. That was a metaphor.
0: Um... Maybe, just like me, he can't fucking stand those kids and he's, <laughs> has set up this elaborate plan. You get why Sam Neill is irritated by them, but he's kind of irritated
5: by children in general. I don't think they're too bad.
0: Really? Yeah,
5: yeah. I think they're I good can't stand
2: artists. them. That's one of my other criticisms of horror, if you don't mind me saying. The plot is often totally dependent on someone not having a normal emotional response. Like, If your grandchildren were about to be eaten by dinosaurs, odds are you'd react kind of differently from the twinkly old grandpa in this... You know, and like in like a classic horror where everyone's just dying or your friends are dying, like you'd be mourning as well <laughs> as like stressed about your own safety and stuff, but that's not convenient. And then I think that's when I totally switch off. This is the thing, because like the
3: they end of a quip, like I won't be endorsing your park, neither will I. And you're sat there going, three people have died. <laughs>
5: Yeah, yeah. everyone must be horribly traumatised, not to mention people who are actually injured.
0: Yeah. To be honest, I think that's why I like um, the whole elevated horror thing is because they do focus more on how it affects people. Like, look at Hereditary. No one dies in that without everyone being absolutely fucking devastated for the next half hour. I've had screen time. The John Wick
5: films had last about four days.
2: <laughs> I need to see enough crying. I guess that's what I'm saying. Mm. Longer films, more crying.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Watch elevated. Uh, no,
2: I tell okay. you what.
3: Laura Dern had like the one believable reaction to to finding Sam Jackson's arm. Just looks like she's about to have a breakdown. She's a good
0: actor. She, she is. is. Talking of actors, uh, my next IMDb observation for the episode: When I saw Jeff Goldblum's IMDb profile photo, I was like, "I don't remember Prue Leith being in Jurassic Park." Take a look. Take a look at look at IMDb. Look up Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs)
5: Bless.
2: (laughs) What was the point of his character in the film? It was just like vaguely philosophical dude to kind of explain shit.
0: Sleazy He is very
5: sleazy. I was a teenager when I first saw this and I was like, oh, Jeff Goldblum's actually quite hot. And yeah, I still think he is, but his character is sleazier than I remember him being. And also having worked in universities, I've met a few academics who think they're rock stars. And yeah, some of them (laughs) are sleazy. Most of the time, they're just really, really annoying.
2: As soon as he mentioned chaos theory, I was like, oh my God, I've been on a date with you on a die. I can't deal with this. Mm. I will
3: say... Um, despite saying I'm amazed that I I lasted as long as I did as a five-year-old in the cinema before anything exciting really exciting happened I think the reason why I got it is because of that animated bit they have explaining the whole process (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah I think that's a really clever way of explaining away the, the magic science but also allowing your slightly slower children viewers to kind yeah. of know what's going on before it happens it
2: made me go like because just I do just love dinosaurs so I was like have the scientists <laughs> have they tried this seen yet? that and just double check that it's not possible
1: <laughs> and
2: then I looked up loads of dinosaur facts after <laughs> I looked up so much like because I was like I don't know the name of the dinosaur that like fans out and then like squirts the stuff Well, they added those details. They did. And they were bigger, but they didn't want to get them confused with velociraptors. And I just don't think you need to embellish dinosaurs. They're already exciting. I wish they'd gone with something more realistic.
0: Chickens.
3: (laughs) So I've got an island. It's full of chickens. They're very (laughs) aggressive.
0: Poultry Geist with an $80 million budget.
3: Can you imagine? I would watch.
2: (laughs) They also didn't have my favorite dinosaur in it. Um, what was your favourite dinosaur? It's no
5: Stegosaurus uh, I'm surprised there's no Stegosaurus Because that's one of
0: the more popular ones
2: Yeah It's a basic person's favourite dinosaur <laughs> It's a good dinosaur
0: <laughs> but Are we going to rank all the dinosaurs in order of basic to
2: call? Let <laughs> me <laughs> get my notes <laughs> I'm
5: going to run out of the names of them after about five And I'm going to just call them things like Triangle Face Bastard. So
0: <laughs> the lumpy one Oh, it's better than when those kids called them Plantasauruses and Metasaurus. Oh,
4: fuck off, fuck off. And mate. do you think he saw us?
0: Hugenikobolikov. Oh, no, that's a different film, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What film was that I've watched? <laughs> it's got Hugenikobolikov hoo- joke.
4: Maybe that's y- your spaghetti.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did watch a film the other day that had the Hugenikobolikov joke. I'm trying to think what it was. What could it possibly mean?
2: It wasn't on the West Wing, I can confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> President Bartlett, you have to meet the <laughs> Russian ambassador. He has three testicles.
2: Oh my God. What's his
0: name? <laughs> Ugyanek <Ugyenika> Barlakov. <laughs>
2: Oh my God, I would love that episode so much. And then I'd obviously have to listen to the companion podcast saying why it's racist.
0: I mean, everyone says that Aaron Sorkin was an amazing writer, but clearly not as good as he could have been. Yes,
2: we found a way to improve.
0: Okay, the next section of this podcast is rated 18, which means it may contain some sexual swear words. All right, you cunts, you're about to hear six pairs of clips from horror movies. One half of each pair will be from a film we've talked about on this episode. The other half won't be. Buzz in when you think you know what either clip comes from for one point or both clips for three points. Amy, you're playing on a team with Bryony. Emily and Luke, as always, you're on the other team. What have you got as your buzzer-type noise, Amy?
2: Um, I forgot about this. I'm um, Sorry. <laughs> So, it's just gonna be my pen on the table. Is that bad?
0: That's okay, as long as I oh, can. I've hear got a
2: pepper grinder to hand. Ooh, Don't that, ask why.
0: Is it a loud pepper grinder?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do the pen.
0: Uh, what have we got? Emily egg? Yeah, shaky egg the
2: classic. Ain't i Eye! i Eye! Ein Eye! Ein Eye! Eye!
4: Uh, Luke. I'm not sure where to go with. Should I go with the duck or with the frog?
5: Duck! It's because the duck enchants me. No end.
3: And uh, I'm just going to use my mouth. <laughs>
5: Blast me iron! That's what I'll do. Blast me
3: iron.
0: Blast me okay. iron. Here's your first pair of scary noises.
5: There must be at least five.
0: The whore She's corrupting.
3: She dies first.
0: I Um is the music from Troll. No. Oh. Did you get the dialogue? No. Luke and Emily, music and dialogue.
1: There must be at least five. The whore. She's corrupted. She dies first.
3: The athlete. The scholar. The fool. All suffer and die at the hands of
4: whatever horror they have raised. The dialogue is the cabin in the woods.
5: It is. And the music's the pit? No, it's house. Oh, bollocks. Number two.
1: You know, plenty of people in their right mind thought they saw things that didn't exist. You know, like flying
2: saucers. The, sky. the light was just we got right the in the angle and the imagination.
1: Yeah, we got that oh five, boy, if that's, five,
5: that's five, what it is. The dialogue's the blob.
0: It is. Music? Uh, I'm not sure. Like,
4: I don't know what that's even from. Who's singing that?
0: Well, I mean, that is basically the question.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm Now I'm sure. I think. I recognise it, but I can't think what from.
0: Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> Amy and Bryony, can you get the music?
1: You know, plenty of people in their right mind thought they saw things that didn't exist. You know, like flying saucers.
2: The light was just right in the angle and the imagination. Fire.
1: Yeah, we got that oh boy, fight, if that's what it is, and this is just an ordinary burn, burn, night, you and I are gonna go home and go to sleep. And tomorrow, burn, when we get up, that sun's gonna shine, we're gonna let it just like
3: burn, burn, yesterday. Fuck! Is it from the visit? No. It's an annoying girl singing in a film, and it's, it's the it's killing a, of
0: a killing of a sacred
3: deer. Oh, um, right.
0: Number three.
1: Here, right, kill. Here, hold the fuck with
0: you. Whoa! Ah! Yeah. Whoa! There you don't have
4: to kill anybody. Profession, learn to throw your voice, pull your friends, fun and party.
3: Emily, dialogues from Beetlejuice.
0: Yeah. Music. I don't know. Okay. Music. Luke and Emily. to kill?
4: Here, hold the front, with you? Whoa! There you go. You don't have to kill anybody. Ah, Profession, learn to throw your voice, pull your friends, fun and party. No. We just want to get some people out of our house. Oh, I understand. I understand. Well, look, in order to do that, I'm really going to have to get to know you guys. You know, we got to get closer. Move in with you for a
0: while. No? Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Pink flamingos. Oh, of course. It's 2-1 at the halfway stage. Luke and Emily, here's number four. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I run the movie house. Oh, blah, blah, The music's from Ghostbusters. It is. It's the other Ghostbusters theme cleaning up the town by the bus boys whoever they are yeah. uh and dialogue
3: uh, i was just too excited to try and level the playing field oh, you might have been.
0: Uh, luke and emily dialogue here <laughs> oh
2: <laughs> i run the movie
1: house oh yeah. really i'm in movies too have you ever shown uh um,
0: i married satan no how about the sequel i married satan too no I, uh, I can only play G-rated movies. Oh, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with G-rated movies as long as there's lots of sex and violence. I thought
5: it was Pearl, but it's not.
0: Oh, no, no. Um, it's Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh. Number five.
2: I have to know. Did it so fast.
1: Of course not. Emily.
0: Dialogue is Curse the Weir
5: Rabbit. Oh, Amazing. you could not let Luke have
0: it. Amazing Luke didn't get that
5: one. Sorry, Sorry about, Luke. I oh, was about Second. to press it, yeah. Sorry. But music. Uh, too excited about getting something right, so no,
0: don't know.
4: <laughs> um, Blade.
0: It's not music, Bryony and Amy. I have to
2: know. Did it suffer? Of
0: course
4: not, my dear. Not yet, it Oh, you! Careful when that
2: captain
4: comes. I don't want to cause any panic, but the beast isn't actually dead yet.
3: The beast is inactive, isn't actually dead Yes. What?
0: enjoying Luke chuckling away at dialogue he's seen fucking four <laughs> times already this year anyway.
3: Uh, I have no idea what the music is.
2: No idea.
0: No, it was uh, a tough one actually. Psycho Goreman. Oh, uh, I've not seen Psycho Goreman.
2: Yeah, weirdly I haven't either. Me not?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, it's 3-2 to Luke and Emily. So it's the last one anyone could win. Because I hate all nations yes. equally. And I tell you, you something else, the problem with yeah, I just right,
3: ran yeah. about it. Yes, Brian, eh? Um I oh, know, I'm probably wrong, actually. I thought it was going to be lesbian vampire killers for the dialogue. Because it's no? someone saying I hate all nations equally. Sorry, me. I immediately went and... What's his face? Fat bastard. James Corden. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my brain went. No, all right, sorry. Uh, fight that up.
0: Music? Uh, no, no idea. Oh, oh wait, no, maybe
3: Jurassic out. Park?
0: No. Uh. Yeah, that. <laughs> Luke and Emily, music and dialogue Because um, I hate all nations Equally And I tell you something else, the problem with Yanks, right? Yeah, everyone hates Americans I get it, I'm an evil opinion. You fearless. don't
4: play rugby, that's the problem We yeah, get that, but it's also because you're fucking loud You're loud, loud. Holy I, played loud.
5: I played soccer in elementary school And
3: I drink I drink well I know what the music's from now
0: uh, It's the music The Witches no <sighs> Dialogue Don't know No nah. Alright Dialogue was from Spring And t- the music was from Troll <sighs> Brian, Did you know Troll? I did yeah Yeah, yeah If you'd held off You I would know. have I troll- know If my brain Never. didn't went
2: James Gordon is a sterile person um, <clears throat> Brian, I'm so upset That you missed that one <laughs> Yeah I know. I was really <laughs> desperate to win <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> It's really not on <laughs>
3: Sorry I'll vlog myself later
0: So it's 3 2 to Luke and Emily <coughs> So, Amy, thanks for joining us. Have uh, you enjoyed it?
2: Yeah, I did. Thanks for talking to me about a genre I'm too scared to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: at the whole point, we've given you some ideas for other films that you might be able to watch and ease yourself into being shit scared of being turned into a forest or <laughs> whatever it might be. Or
2: you've got a list
5: of films that you never want to see ever
2: yes it's really long thank you uh
0: where can people go to see or hear more of you
2: um probably the best thing is to listen to my podcast where me and my friend samantha martin played uh two men who are mansplaining feminism it's called femanism and we're trying to sort out the issue for the lovely ladies out there (laughs) it's
0: it's so good thank you i love that podcast um, Emily, Sunday seventh of May, the not so new comedian of the year semi final. Yeah, good luck. It's the Museum of Comedy in uh, where's that in Hoban, yeah, Is it Hove?
4: Yeah, yeah. Luke, any gigs? Uh, it's not till August, but tickets are out for my show, bad movies at uh, Camden Fringe on the 2nd and 5th of August at Museum of Comedy
0: oh, everyone's at the Museum of Comedy me. Mm. I've yeah. got Camden Fringe
5: as well but I'll plug that nearer the time
0: as for me there should be a new episode of the My Favourite Film podcast coming out imminently with me as the guest talking about my all-time favourite film which is the musical Oliver um, I've already previewed Some bits about Dickens being woke and (laughs) rewriting Oliver Twist. My favourite film, that's called. Next month, Halloween, the sequels, because it will be May. So why the fuck not? We don't stand on tradition on this show. Fuck the calendar. That's why I say fuck Mm. the calendar. I will probably just work through them chronologically. Halloween 2 through to Halloween ends. So why not send us a message with your thoughts on the whole Michael Myers thing? Yes, we already know Halloween 3 is the best one. Mm. And no, we're not going to include that because we've already covered it. We're on Twitter at DevilX5, or you can email dx5podcast at gmail.com. Until next month, keep watching horror in all its varied forms. Thanks for listening, and fuck the calendar!